Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Let's go to Exodus, the seventh chapter. Exodus 7. Well, I'm excited about what God's doing. But I'm also excited about this thing here because I'll tell you why. You know, like I said, boy, I've, I've had some, I've had some characters come, want to do me in over this thing. Hey, I just knew, I knew how important it was that this, this was what that it was, that it was, you know, that it that it's real. Now, in Exodus, the seventh chapter, the eleventh and twelfth verse. Let me read this, and then we'll talk a minute about it, even though it's pretty self-explanatory. The Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. Now the magicians of Egypt, they also did like matter with their, their enchantments, with their magic. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Now, can darkness operate? Yes. And that's the thing that I think that, that bothers me a whole lot, is that people don't understand that. that. You know, I did a whole thing on familiar spirits back there. Uh, I, I'm certain that I hair lip the Pope and anybody else that, that, that didn't agree with what I said, but uh, most of what goes on in God said this and God said that is familiar spirits in operation. And the reason I'm saying that is that these people that are out here making all these wild predictions, all right, and saying God said this is not coming to pass, folks, can't be God. It's time that everybody wake up and understand that. That is a familiar spirit in operation. And a familiar spirit can and does act like the Spirit of God. All right? So that's back on the table. If you've not heard it, get it. You have to understand it. Exodus 22.18. 22.18. Now, I like this one. 22.18. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Now, we're not into that today. As I'm always saying, thank God for, for grace, all right? We're not it, but you see, that's how important it was to God not to get that seed sown into Israel. That's how important it was to God. said, you kill all the witches. You get rid of them. Now, <clears throat> if we did that today, uh, we'd all end up in prison and being put in gas chambers or hung or shot or whatever they do. Uh, but you see, back in that day and that hour, that was the law. That's just the way that it operated, that, that bless God, that, that, that they, they weren't. So, so that, that the fact here is that witches were not suffered to stay alive because they would do what? They would contaminate Israel. Why? Because they worked over in the supernatural realm. Again, Witchcraft operates over there. See, that's the reason I've told a lot of these wannabe prophets they're working in familiar spirits, and you can go down here to Lulu the Palm Reader's house and pay her $50, and she can tell you things about your life too and probably tell you more than you're getting in these half-cocked meetings that you're going to and everybody's celebrating Jesus Christ. 
And nobody wants to hear that because nobody thinks that that dare be a possibility. But I'm here to tell you that more of that is happening in these church services today than is truly prophets of God. It's there. I've been there. I've watched it. In fact, I had to watch it last week. Don't get me started on that. Leviticus 19. Leviticus 19. 26. Nineteen twenty-six. Ye shall not eat anything with the blood, neither shall ye use enchantment nor observe times. Witchcraft again. You'll not eat anything with the blood. You know you want to know why? Let, let me give you a kosher lesson here for a minute. Do you know why you're not to eat the blood? Because the blood in an animal or a human carries all kinds of bacteria and diseases. Medically, scientifically, no one. Go get a medical book and look it up. Now, God seemed to know that way back then. Now, how did he know that? Because he's smart, isn't he? He invented it all. And he said, now, boys and girls, don't be, don't be, don't be eating any of the blood. Leave it alone. And that's the reason we get into all this stuff with people eating this meat that's raw, and bless God, eating that blood, and then they're taking on everybody. And let me tell you something. The, the same thing is with the fat. Within the fat of that animal lies all that bacteria, and disease, and sickness. And for those of you that are eating fat, you want to consider that. We're going to, do, we're going to get into that, and I know that some of you are going to cringe here, but just try to take a deep breath. It'll be all right. We're going to get into the kosher things, and we're going to be, begin to teach you how to stay healthy. See, that's what God was teaching there, that... Well, that's a Jewish thing. No, it wasn't a Jewish thing. It's a God thing. Okay? It's a God thing. God happens to know how to keep us healthy. Somebody say amen. Now, in Deuteronomy, in, let's see, no, I'm sorry. I got 19, uh, 31. 31 says, uh, Regard them not to have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Now, are they wizards? Yes. People that get into the celebration of Sam Hain, this this thing called Halloween, the festival of death, are end exactly that. Now in the in Leviticus twenty, the sixth verse, the sixth verse says, And the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirits and after wizards to go a whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul, and will cut him off from among his people. And and, and I'm gonna tell you what that means. That means that they're set outside the camp and stoned to death. So you see, messing with familiar spirits, messing with familiar spirits, bless God, knows how he said to go a whoring after him. What is Halloween? Going horn after familiar spirits. That's what that is. You don't have to be a theologian to figure that out. Praise be to God. 27, same chapter. A man also or a woman that hath a familiar spirit, or that is a wizard, shall surely be put to death. They shall... Uh, they shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. In other words, he's saying, it won't be your fault. Take them out and kill them. Why? Because, again, these, these wizards, these people working with these familiar spirits are working over into God's world. Darkness instead of light. And what God doesn't want is, you know, somebody said to me, he said, well, well if, if, the, if the dead can communicate to us, why does God not want to? Because He wants to be our source. See, it's there, 
and he will speak to us, and he will tell us, but whatever means, whether it be angels or an audible voice from him himself, a dream or a vision, he will guide us. He doesn't want us looking unto any other means to be guided. And when you get into this thing, see, when you get into this thing, you, you, begin, you begin to get yourself in a, in a heap of trouble and don't even know it. Deuteronomy 7. Deuteronomy 7. 25. Deuteronomy 7, 25 and 26. The graven images of their gods shall you burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein, for it is an abomination to the Lord thy God. Now, the graven images, what's pumpkins? Come on. Graven images, all right? Neither uh, shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be accursed all. Now it's getting deeper, isn't it? You bring that into your home, then you become what? A cursed thing like it. Now some of you are going to have to go home and throw the pumpkins off the front porch, aren't you? Come on. But thou shalt sure, thou surely detest it, and thou shalt utterly, uh, utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. See, what, folks, we have never been told and taught nor demanded by the prophets that you have to come out of that unclean thing. You've got to come out of the abominations. That's the reason that you can go to church every day of the week. You can stand up and raise your hands before the Lord God, and you can stand there and cry. You can stand there and speak in other tongues. You can stand on your head in a corner and circle and, 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 and turn circles and whistle Dixie. That's not going to bring the blessings of God down upon you because you become a cursed thing and didn't even know it. The blessings don't come through the curses. The only way the blessings come is when you understand that you're walking contrary to God and you repent from that and turn from that and walk away from that and not go back to that and do not compromise that in any way, shape, or form. Well, you know, I do that, but I don't want to say anything to my family because, I mean, what are you doing? You're compromising. You hear what? When I began, remember what I said? The problem is... We want to be children of God with all the blessings, but we don't want the world to see us as different. But I'm sorry, brothers and sisters, you're going to be different if you're going to be a child of God. God said, God said, I'm not, God said that we are peculiar. We're peculiar people. And he gave certain, certain things that he told us. One was to keep the Sabbath. He said, you keep the Sabbath, the whole world knows that you're mine. Now, who's the biggest opponent of the Sabbath on the earth today? The church! Something's wrong, folks. Something is deathly wrong with all this. And you know what it is? It's called a lack of knowledge. It's too many Bible schools and too much be taught doctrine and religion and not enough of bless God revelation knowledge coming from the throne room of God. That's what's wrong with it. Deuteronomy 11, 26. And you've heard me do this before, but we'll do it again. 11, 26. Behold, I set before you this day blessings and a curse. Halloween, okay? A blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God 
which I command you this day, which he said, what? Don't touch that unclean thing. And a curse, if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after other gods which you have not known. And again, I, I'm not accusing the church of knowing that, that, that this thing of Halloween is a, of Satan. I, I believe they've done that in ignorance. The problem is that there's enough today being taught if they were into being taught. See, the problem today that we have, and the reason I said the church had fallen centuries ago, and, and, and I guess no one probably has uh, felt like they could stand up and point a finger and, and say the church is, is dead, the church has fallen, the church is, there needs to be a big hole dug and pushed off in and covered up. And, and there's just not people that want to say those things except real major prophets of God, and that's what we've got to say because that's what's going on. The fact of it is, you're not, they're not being taught is because they're locked up into, into a spirit of religion of a denominational cause. My group has all the answers and your group doesn't. We're going to heaven, you're going to burn in hell because you don't go to the first church of the righteous. And folks, that's exactly what's going on and that's exactly what's going on today. That's the reason they won't receive, if, if, if they would receive real prophets, we wouldn't be doing this here. I'm going to say it again. If the church would receive the real prophets, we wouldn't be traveling city to city and doing it this way. We'd be going into the churches and setting them free. But I'm going to guarantee you, about all I get done going into the churches now, <laughs> making a mess, okay? Why? Because they don't, they don't want to hear this. Why? Because this is going to turn their boat right straight upside down and sink it and they're not about to have it sunk. They've put too much time, too much effort, too much money into it. And by the way, it is a money-making machine. The Methodists, the Baptists, uh, the Catholic organization, millions if not billions of dollars a year comes into those organizations. What, 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 could, what could the real prophets of God do with billions of dollars a year? Well, this prophet, and if you haven't heard, you need to understand, my commission is to find the lost tribes of Israel, commission them, get them ready to take back home to Israel. That's what, that's what this is all about. We're looking for Ephraim, and we're finding Ephraim all over the United States. We're going to keep finding Ephraim all over the United States. And, uh, and bless God, that, that's my commission. That's what, that's what I'm doing in America. It's not by choice. The last place in this world I wanted to be stuck in was going to be America because I had been away from America long enough that where I could go minister and the Spirit of God be free, those people, they weren't locked up in a spirit of religion. They came because they were sick, they were diseased, they were deaf, they were dumb, they, and bless God, they needed set free, and God set them free. And I'm going to tell you something. They were eager to sit down and learn truths. You understand what I'm saying? What's wrong with the church today is the church, the church isn't eager to learn truths because we have been indoctrinized to such a point that we, we, we actually believe that where we're at is the answer to all this. And, and, and folks, I've got news for you. It's like I said, you can either live in the first part of Deuteronomy 28 or you can live from verse 15 down to 68. And 15 through 68 is where all the church is at. I'm not going to live there. You can live there if you want to. That's your choice. But I keep saying over and over again, every curse that is in 28, the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, 
from the verse 15 down to 68 is going to sit next to you tomorrow morning or next week when you go into that place called a church. It's all there. And there's something wrong, something real wrong about all of it. Now, did I ever get to 18? No. 18, starting in the ninth verse. And when thou art come unto the land the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found any one among you that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or useth divination, or observer of times, or enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. Covers it all. For all that do these things are abomination unto the Lord. Now, uh, uh, <clears throat> I, I think I think that in itself is enough to realize we can't have anything to do with that. I see when it comes to the familiar spirits that's operating in the churches, the church doesn't know that they're familiar spirits. If they did, they'd do something about it, or at least they would try to do something about it. I have said for years, until the church was ever going to be capable of letting real, honest to God prophets come in and clean house, it was never going to get done. And the church didn't like that. I was ostracized more than 10 or 12 times about it uh, because they want to do it their way. They think that they have it all in hand, and they don't have it all in hand. Pastors cannot, cannot, bless God, do the things of which prophets do. All right? They can't do that. I'm sorry. We, the, the, and a lot of it is the church's fault that we put so much pressure upon the pastors that the pastors got to feel like they needed to do it. And then after this thing happened with, with the prophets starting to come in, and as I prophesied that all the pastors, or most of the pastors, would end up volunteering to be prophets. And that's what we've had happen, and that's just as big a mess as we had before. Let's go to First Chronicles 10. First Chronicles 10. First Chronicles 10. Thirteenth verse. And the king answered them roughly, I'm sorry, I'm in Second Chronicles. Oh, I like that one. I ought to just go ahead with that. I could use that in another one, I guess. I'm sorry, I'll get to 10. Uh, 10, 13, and 14. So Samuel died for his transgression, uh, or Saul died because of his transgression, which he had committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it and inquired not of the Lord, therefore he slew him, and turned the, the kingdom into David, the son of Jesse. Now, as I said earlier, people that touch into these things will die uh, before their time. They'll die of all kind of different causes. I personally believe that a lot of the things of people dying in the churches today is due to the fact they've touched the unclean and don't even know it. I mean, I, uh, folks, uh, the, the Saul... Uh, knew better. Uh, he did, and it said it was because, what did he do? Because he was asking counsel of one that hath a familiar spirit and said that it killed him. That was the end of him. Let, let's, let's, go, let's go to Jeremiah 27. Jeremiah 27. Jeremiah 27. 9 and 10. Therefore hearken not ye to your prophets, nor to your diviners, nor to your dreamers, nor uh, to your enchanters, nor to your sorcerers, which speak unto you, saying, 
ye shall not serve the king of Babylon. For they prophesy a lie unto you to remove you far from your land, that you should drive you out and you should perish. Now what he's saying here is that when these, when these prophets come and they start telling you, and really you, you could call the people that would condone Halloween prophets, saying just go on and do that. It, it, it's okay. We're not doing that under the devil. We're just having a good time. And, folks, I've heard that hundreds if not thousands of times through the years. But, you see, that's not, that's not the idea that the fact that they entered into it drove them far from God, it's dri and it's driving them from God. And yet they, they don't even have the, uh, you know, they, I don't know. They, you, you'd think they'd want to get into the, into the Scripture, and you'd think that, bless God, that they would, you know, want to find out truth. And, and, but yet they don't want to find out truth. So I, I can't tell you how many pastors have tried to give me a hard time about it. And I said, well, here, listen to my tapes, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. And bless God, uh, very few of them ever listened to the tapes. Well, they just knew that they were right, that, uh, that I'm making too much out of this thing. No, I'm not making enough out of it. All right, let's go to, let's go to Zechariah, the 10th chapter of Zechariah. The 10th chapter of Zechariah. And uh, the second verse. For the idols have spoken vanity, and the diviners have seen a lie, and have told false dreams. They comfort in vain, therefore they went their way as a flock. They were troubled because there was no, there was no shepherd. And that's exactly what's going on today. The people is trying to divine. The people is trying to do it. They're doing it all in vain because, bless God, why? Because they, 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 they don't have, they, they won't let the prophets come and do what God's anointed us to do. Uh, they, they want it their way. They want to keep all the denominational, whatever that is, into place, all the religion into place. But I'm going to tell you something I've found traveling this world many times around. They would literally give their right arm to work the kind of works this prophet works. But they're not about to sit still long enough to learn how to do it and change some of their idolistic uh, mannerism in, in order to be able to do it. They're not, they're not willing to do that. In other words, they're going to hang on to this and, well, bless God, and then I've seen some of them try to hang on to this and try to add part of what I do to it, and that's not going to work either, all right? Uh, Malachi 3. Malachi. The fifth verse, Malachi 3, 5. It says, And I will come near to you to, uh, to judgment, and I will be swift witness against the sorcerer, against the adulterers, against false swearers, against those that oppress the harling and the wages, the widow, the fatherless, and the turn aside the strangers from, from the right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. Now notice what he's saying. He said, I will come, I will come near to you. I'll be swift. I'll be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against the swearers, uh, false swearers, and against those that oppress the harling and the wages, the widow, the fatherless, and, and that turn aside the stranger from the right way. What is the church doing? Turning you aside from the right way by, by condoning such things as that. And the 18th verse says, Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. And that, again, that, that is the command, all right, that, that we will return. Uh, the key is to understand, uh, to turn from it, and bless God then to do what? Then, then, then bless God not to go back to it. Again, I, what I see is, uh, as I said earlier, I'm seeing the church now having dress-up night on the 31st of Halloween, and, and we come in as Moses and Elijah and, and Joshua and all that. 
But, folks, that, that, you don't understand. You're still touching that. As I said, do it on July the 4th. Do it sometime besides the 31st day of October. Do it some other time. That way you've separated yourself from that. But again, because, because of this world out here, because of preachers being afraid. See, preachers, this makes people mad. I, I, again, I've been preached this thing for so many years. It makes people mad. I, I see people probably getting madder over this and Christmas and, and Easter. Those three things that, that I preach so hard against, that, that, that if they could get away with it, some of them would like to take a gun and shoot me. Because, bless God, why? I am taking away from them the part of their religion that they don't want to turn loose of. And most of them don't turn loose of it. Most of them say, you're crazy. I'm not going to listen to it. Let's go now to the New Testament, to 1 John 3. 1 John 3. First John 3, 22. Even back in these days, this is the same message I did in the 70s, okay? Hadn't changed any of the scriptures. And even back then, I was trying to tell people this, all right? Three, First John 3, 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we, because we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. Now, back in that day, I just simply said, you think keeping darkness, the highest day of darkness on the 31st of Halloween, do you think that that is absolutely pleasing to the Father? Well, if you do, you've got a problem because it's not. It's darkness, okay? But, uh, again, I threw in there because we keep his commandments, okay? Well, we don't like to hear that either, but we'll, we'll do that another time. John, the third chapter of John. John 3. John 3. 19, and this is a condemnation. The light is coming to the world, and men loveth darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither correcteth or, 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 or cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Now, the deeds of darkness, and again, Halloween's part of those deeds of darkness, okay? So, just for the scripture, let's go to 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10, 20. 1 Corinthians 10, 20. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice... They sacrifice the devils. Now, what are they sacrificing today in Halloween? Cats, dogs, humans, ends of fingers, and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Uh-oh. We're told that we're not to have uh, fellowship with devils. Is that not what Halloween is about? Yes. 21. You, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the, and the table of, the devil, of devils. See, you can't have both. And, that, and that's the thing that the church has never been able to understand. You can't have both. God's not going to let you have both. You have to choose. Choose life, choose death, choose blessings, choose curses. You choose. But you're going to get what you choose. You're going to get that. And, that, and that's the sad thing because, you see, I can't do anything. 
Bless God, because why? Uh, uh, to, to help you, because if you choose the death, because that's, that's your choice. God won't, God won't even do anything. He won't make you change your mind. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? Well, there's, there isn't any. And, and, and what communion hath light with darkness? What could there be with, with Halloween that could make you think that? And what concord hath Christ with Biel? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them. Come out from Halloween and be ye separate. Let's not look like darkness. Let's not look like the world. Let's come out away from them. As saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Does it sound like maybe he won't receive you if you've touched it? And will we'll be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord God, uh, or Lord Almighty. Well, absolutely so. And, and again, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I wanted to use the Old Testament uh, because I wanted to show you how this thing entwines. But in Ephesians, the fifth chapter now, the fifth chapter of Ephesians, uh, and it says this, Let no man deceive you with vain words. Because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. What are vain words? Halloween won't hurt you. You're, you're not doing that toward the devil. Those are vain words. Be not ye uh, therefore partakers with them. In other words, don't you go into that. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light. In the Lord walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. Now stop and think about that for just a second. The fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. Does darkness, has Halloween got any of that good righteousness and truth in it? No. That's a time when you're to go out and you're to do something bad. Soap windows, okay? And some people go way further beyond that. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Now, we're not to have any fellowship, but we're to do what? We should be out here reproving them. We should be saying, see, your neighbors don't know what they're doing. They have no idea in this world that, that, that they're bringing abominations uh, into their families, into themselves. But bless God again, is there anybody out there doing it? No. Well, I'm going to keep my, keep my uh, mouth to myself. Well, let me help you out here a minute. Some of you haven't bothered keeping your mouth to yourself because you've seen uh, other people attend meetings like this and told them it was wrong. You, you meddled right into that. Come on. See, we don't like to hear this kind of stuff, but it's the truth. But when it comes down to life and death, blessings and cursings, I'll be doggone if we just don't sit down at back and think it's none of our business. Come on, I'm getting in your pocket now. You understand what I'm telling you? I'm telling you the truth. You will sit back and let your families, let your neighbors, let your friends become abominations to God while you have your own little cute religious world that you live in, and never one time, I'm telling you, that blood is going to be on your hands when you stand before the Lord God. You are to reprove all unrighteousness. You are to do that. And this doesn't mean just the prophets. 
It means all of us are to reprove unrighteousness or darkness. Let's go to the first, first Thessalonians. This, this probably, I, I always, I've always said this through the years, of, of everything, of everything that uh, you, you do in all this, it comes down, it really comes down to uh, realizing that, bless God, you know, I think there's another scripture I want to use first. Let me know that. Uh, it always comes down to this thing with God and how God is, is, is looking into our hearts. And that's what God is doing here. He's looking into our hearts and He's trying, He's trying to, to I know there's another scripture I want to use. Come on, Lord. Speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. First Thessalonians five twenty two. Comes down to this. Now listen. Abstain from all appearances of evil. Now does Halloween look evil? Yes. Really, I guess we could have made this a short sermon and just use that right there. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I, and I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you want a, you want a body to be preserved blameless? Then bless God, do what? Abstain from all appearances of evil. Now, the, uh, the scripture that I want to go to is, uh, thank you, uh, Revelation, uh, book of Revelation 18. Ah, thank you. Uh, the fourth verse. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. Are there plagues a servant darkness? You bet there are. You bet there's plagues involved. And yet, and, and you know, and, and, and folks, you know the thing that I always have for years and years and years preached is the fact that many times we're not able to see forest for the trees. And the reason that many times that we can't is because it's wrong teaching, it's wrong believing. And when it comes to darkness, God has never allowed, has never allowed any of His to touch it. He's never allowed that. And, and, and yet at the same time, we have, and I'm sure right here in Lansing, there's all kind of, of soothsayers, there's all kind of, bless God, places you can go to uh, somebody to talk to your, to your uh, the dead relatives that, are, that have gone on. And these are scary things because these are abominations to God. And we're gonna, I'm gonna give one more scripture. I want to go to Psalms 139. And then we're gonna, then we're gonna, we're gonna pray. If I got time, I got a couple more stories I want to tell you. Uh, Psalms 139. Now here in, in, in the 23rd and 24th verses, the last two verses of 139 of Psalms, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And that should be a prayer that we all pray, a, pray, a prayer that we all pray uh, every day. Uh, 
and, and you know, people I, all the time was get around people, and, and like I said, I wanted to do this because I I want you to hear this prophet's take on Halloween. I want you I want you to to understand it. I want you to understand it by the anointing that that, that God has placed here today. But I also want you to to realize that if if you have been a partaker of of this thing, this festival of Samhain, then if you've not repented for it, in a few minutes we're going to give you the opportunity, and we're not going to make a big deal out of it. It's not like you need delivered. You just need to repent. That's all you need to do. And if you've got pumpkins on your porch, go home and throw them in the trash. Take down those abominations out of your home. Get them away from you. You don't you don't want nothing of darkness, bless God, to 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 hinder what you're trying to get done. And and isn't it a shame when you think about this? And and the Lord one time showed me this years and years ago. I can be doing everything right and and doing all this area over here right and have this one little area over here I'm doing wrong and I'm going to spoil everything I'm doing right. And that's what people can't get a hold of with this thing. This isn't a matter of you volunteering to be blessed. It's a matter of you doing what? Becoming doers and not just hearers only of the Word of God. That's what the key is, is to become a doer of the Word. And that's what I'm here about. I want to see you do what? I want to see you beat the stinking devil upside the head seven days a week. I want to, I want, I want to see But you see, until we can get you to the point where you can identify in your own lives, what you're coming up short. And I love these people that's doing everything right and everything just seems to be turning a dingy brown. No, you're not doing everything right because if you were, it wouldn't be turning a dingy brown. And if it is, then this word right here is a lie and we need to find a different God to serve. You're wasting your time. And you don't hear many preachers tell you that, but you'll hear me tell you that. Because the fact of it is, the word of God is not a waste of time, but I'm going to tell you something that's not. It is not an instant fix-your problem either. And that's what I've got against the instant miracles, instant healings, instant financial this and instant all that. Uh, what I got, And I'm going to try to get to that this weekend if I can because I've got about four messages and I think I'm not going to have time but about two of them, okay, or three of them. But I want to, I want to, get, I want to get to that. I want you to understand that that's not the principle in which God works. He is not a God that you pull the string and Him jump. He's a God that if you'll get consistent with Him, you'll begin to consistently receive the blessings. And for all the times that you get consistent for that day and you get insistent for the next three days, you still think at the end of that fifth, the blessings are going to fall down. No, they're not. I'm sorry. They're not going to, that's just not going to happen that way. You've got to understand that it, it, you've, got to, you've got to get yourself, you've got to get your wives, You've got to get your family all under the same umbrella, which is God himself and his word. And if you do, it'll work. If you don't, it won't. Um, I, I want to end by briefly uh, uh, telling a story about getting a phone call. And it came out of the very tip of southern Illinois. And it was a fellow, and he called, and he said, uh, uh, are, you, are you Prophet Deckard? And I said, yeah. I said, I'm him. He said, uh, I, I want to tell you a story, and he said, I know you're busy, but he said, I want to tell you a story. He said, uh, I live out in the woods. He said, I built a log house in the woods. And he said, uh, he said, about three months ago, in the summertime, he said, I noticed when I was out back one, one right at dark, 
there was a big glow across through the woods and, and out in a field. He said, it was about a half a mile away from my house. And he said, I decided that I was going to walk over there and see what was going on. So he said, I, I walked over there. And he said, I, I looked and they had built a big fire and they were sacrificing a dog on that fire. And he said, they, they had these, these, these uh, black capes on and these, these hoods that, that flopped over at the top. And he said, I looked and he said, well, I knew, I knew some of them. So he said, I just walked out in the field and I said, well, what are you guys doing out here? And called the one guy by name. And everybody stopped and everybody looked. And one of the people walked over to him and said, what are you doing out here? And he said, well, you know, I live over there. I saw this big fire. I didn't know where the forest was on fire. He said, I thought I ought to come out here and look because, you know, I, because I live there. Uh, if it's gone, I wouldn't want my family to get burned up in a forest fire. And uh, so the guy said, uh, no, it's not a forest fire. He said, well, yeah. I said, well, what's these funny-looking capes and things? That, what's that about? He said, none of your business. The best thing you can do is just leave. So he said, I, he said, I said hi to a few more people that I knew. And he said, I just turned around and walked away. And he said, about halfway home, it dawned on me what that was all about. Now, maybe the guy was a little slow. I realize that. I think most of us would have dawned on us if we walked out in the field, all right? But, but anyway, evidently with him it didn't. So, uh, and, and he said uh, about two weeks went by and the phone rang and a person on the end of the phone said, if you mention this to anybody, we're going to kill you and all your family. We're going to kill you. And he said, I panicked. He said, I didn't know what to do. He said, I took my family. I, I took them to another part of the state of Illinois, and I hit them. And he said, yet I had a job, and I had to go to the job, and I'd go there on weekends. And he said, then all of a sudden, it dawned on me that I didn't have to be fearful of them. I said, well, praise God. I said, well, what would you do? And he said, well, he said, that's the reason I'm calling you. He said, uh, they're, they, they're still threatening to kill me. He said, I've, I almost weekly... Somebody will walk up to me on the job and tell me, said, uh, your life isn't worth 15 cents or your family. You know that. And he said, I'm not, he said, I, I'm not going to cower down to this any longer. He said, I moved my family back. We live out in the woods in the, in the log house. And he said, uh, we're going to stay there. I said, well, what, what do you want me to do? He said, well, I, I, I'd like for you to pray about coming down here and, uh, straightening this mess out. I said, well, thanks a lot. I, you know, I, I, that's all I need is to get into another, into another battle. I said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll come down, and, and I said, uh, you know who's telling you these things. And I said, you, uh, you let me. I, I said, you take me to one of their homes. You sit in a car, and I'm gonna, I'll talk to them. So anyway, I went down there. And so we went to what he believed to be the head of the, the, head of the pack, all right? And so I went up, knocked on the door, and this guy comes to the door, and he says, hello. And I said, hello. He said, well, what do you want? And I said, well, I'm here to cast the devil out of you. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he said, you're what? I said, well, you're the ringleader of that coven, aren't you, that out there sacrificing them animals? I said, when are you going to get down to sacrificing uh, uh, babies? Boy, he turned red as a fire truck. He said to me, he said, how dare you come here? And I said, no, how dare you? I said, this earth is the Lord's and the Lord's thereof. I said, you're here on borrowed time. 
And I said, i got news for you. I said, you're going to burn in hell, you and your family, because you're monkeying around. You are monkeying around with the things of darkness. And he looked at me and he said, well, he said, we can put a curse on you. And I said, no, you can't. No, I said, there's been better ones than you. Try that. And it didn't work. I said, curses is not something that you can ever put on a prophet of God and they ever stick. But I said, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to, I'm going to do for you. He said, what's that? I said, about tomorrow, at about this time tomorrow, I said, you're going to get a phone call from somebody that's in your family that's dying. Now, listen to me now. And I said, you're going to be devastated. And I handed him a card and had my number on it. I said, then you're going to call this number, and I'm going to go and raise him off of the deathbed in the name of the Lord Yeshua. And I'm going to show you that what your God and what you're so incapable of doing and the panic that's going to come upon you is never going to sustain you then nor in eternity. He said, what brought you here? And I turned around and pointed that guy in the car. I said, that guy right out there. He said, well, he said, I don't believe any of that. I said, I don't care whether you believe or not. I said, don't lose that number. I said, if you do, your loved one's going to die. Sure enough, the next evening the phone rang. I got all got all gussied up, took my Saturday night bath a little early that week. And he said, uh, I don't know what to call you. I said, You don't have to call me anything. You called. I said, well, I said, where are they at? Well, they're out in St. Louis. I said, That's good. I said, You meet me, you'll have to drive about an hour and a half north. You meet me, such and such truck shop. I said, You're gonna get in the car with me. We're going to go over there, and I said, God's going to raise them up. Said that, I said they said, it, said they won't live, and I said, oh, yeah, they're going to live. They're going to live until this prophet gets there, and then they're going to live. So we drove over, and God raised him up. Now, we start back home, or back to where his car's at. And I said to him, I said, now what are you going to do? I said, your God couldn't do anything. I said, all this stuff are going on, and you all running around out there in that field, uh, making all those funny noises, and sacrificing those animals, I said, none of that could save that loved one. Only the living God could do it. He looked at me and he said, you know something? He said, I'm going to resign my position. I said, well, let me tell you something better than that. You tell them all the story. You go to the next coven, instead of building the bonfires and doing the chants and sacrificing the cats and dogs, I said, you tell them the story how you ran into a real, live, walking, talking prophet of God that showed you light instead of darkness. He did, and the whole coven disbanded because none of them could disagree with the fact that their God could not do what this living God does. And that's the difference between darkness and light. Darkness can't do what our living God does. You can't cross it. Come out from among them. Touch not the the, the the profane thing, the unclean thing. And God said, I'll receive you. But if you touch it, brothers and sisters, then you are just as profane as it is. And it isn't that God doesn't love you. It isn't that God doesn't want to be able to bless you. He can't. Why? He will not go against His Word. And, I, and you know, I, I have found through all these years, it, it's so sad to see people that are good people, people that love God, 
that's out here, and I'm just using one instance, and there's lots of things for me to go to besides this thing about Halloween, but uh, this being the time of the year, I thought, you know, this, this is a proper time. It's a proper, it's a proper place to be able to, to, to show you by the Scripture, to, to minister to you by, by the Word, that you can understand exactly uh, the difference between the holy and the profane. Now, uh, again, uh, what I'm going to ask you to do that, uh, well, it's just everybody stand up. Now, I'm going to just pray, and, and you can pray. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean if you're praying you've got a pumpkin or you're, you're blessed God, you're into Halloween. If you are, you dang sure want to pray, and you doggone sure need to pray if you've ever been in it and never repented for it, because that's what I'm about to do, all right, with the anointing that's in this room. Stretch your hands up to heaven. Father, I, I, I brought forth this old message, and Lord God, it hadn't changed in all these years, mainly because that same sin is still here today in this, in this world, of the United States of America and around this world, that was even then all those years ago. But Lord, I know that every person in this room loves you. I know that, Lord God, that, that we're in good hands with you. But Father, I'm going to pray with them and those that have never repented for this thing called uh, the festival of death, Halloween, that they might be repented and back in right standing with you. And I glorify you and praise you in the holy name of your Son, Yeshua. Now, I'm just going to ask you all to pray with us. Father, forgive me, for I touched the unclean thing. I knew not the truth of your holy word, but I have now heard, and I... Repent that I might be set free from the sin of witchcraft. And it just simply means that you will cast that sin away from me and it never again will be reminded to me. I'm free and I will serve you in righteousness and holiness the rest of the days of my life. And in the name of your Holy Son, Yeshua, everybody said amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material. Because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer request. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Don't 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.